Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 131. John and Wendy talk to Jay Palaki. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I am doing very well, and we're at the end of the month, so this is wow. going to be the last episode uh, sponsored by our friends at Talent Magnet Institute. Wendy, what can we say? Uh, yeah. Mike yeah. And, and just the whole group at TMI, yeah. a great few months working together. The la- the it. chat that we just had with them, we're recording a little bit after our last chat yeah. that they co-hosted, was just a fantastic conversation about leadership. Okay. We love them, and we, we're happy stuff. to have them in our corner. Thank you for that. Yeah. I mentioned it's, you know, we're recording here at the end, end well, it's really, gosh, sometime in mid-August. Oh. By the time this show comes out, though, it'll be back to school, back to school, because <laughs> I'm not paying the rights to put it out otherwise. Nice. Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy, but, yeah, and I mean, you know, for everybody, school ended weird. Everyone who had you know, kids in school or was in college or any sort of education. School ended in 2020 weird. And now here we are going back to school and we're actually going back to the buildings here in South Dakota. Kids are going to be back in school. They've got masks. Uh, but that's about the only difference. It's about the only difference. How are things looking in Virginia? It's all over the place. Yeah. I think just like you said, it's, it ended, well, the school year ended strangely in May, June. It's starting strangely here locally. We're, we're all over the place. My wife, Heidi, and son, Daniel, who, my gosh, senior year is starting. Wow. Daddy got a little emotional when we started <laughs> looking at college because, you know, we didn't do that with the other one. Right. And it was, it kind of hit that we're like, we may be empty nesters this time next year. We were part of a private school, uh, which is going back and okay. so far so good. Obviously have the ability to flip that if things worsen. It's uh, crazy times mm-hmm. indeed. For those of you that have students going back, our students, our teachers, Anybody associated with the education profession? I mean, we just had we just had Shanice on talking about right. some of the issues colleges are having. We wish you all well. Yes. Say, be, be safe. It's going to yeah. be continue to be interesting times. I think once we started seeing college football being canceled, it even gets more real. Like that, right? That's a You're- strange barometer, but you know, come on. Never seen anything like this. And, well, and to say yeah. we're going to play fo- football in the spring just sounds so strange. It's very strange. Well, and especially here where we're just like, really? We're going to be playing football on frozen ground. <laughs> um, okay. I went to Northwestern. It was frozen in, it was frozen in November. Well, yeah. So. I mean, there's there's some Octobers where you've got – and that's why I said, you know, I can remember going to a football game and it was four degrees outside. And uh, our stadium is outside. And uh, we left after the first quarter, I believe, because I'm just like, this is not – worth it. Sorry. No, <laughs> I just, I don't care that much. <laughs> As someone that was a member of the marching band and didn't have the option of leaving, yep. I think the worst performance we ever did, or I have ever taken part in, had to be Soldier Field in December. Ooh. And I want to say it was like, t- it was maybe 10. Ooh. I don't know. The, the, the brass instruments, for those of you listening that know how valve instruments work, all the brass instruments froze up on the field. <laughs> like we're no one could move their valves. It was a disaster of oh. epic proportions. And now, of course, being up there, we had gear that the weather didn't affect that, right? Like you right. could march around and you didn't get cold. But oh man, those instruments freezing up. I like uh, it was just it was it was bad. It was Yikes. bad. 
Like I have flashbacks to that kind of stuff. Oh, and I'm sure. Yeah, don't miss it at all. Don't no. miss it at all. For those of you going back to school, I apologize. Uh, and I apologize to Adam Sandler if he's listening. <laughs> Please stay safe and keep staying with us because we're going to keep going even on past the school year. Going well, on. and if you need a mask. Let us know. And if you we'll need a mask, please go to the merch shop. Yeah. Links in the notes. And profits go to charity as well. But yeah, we, ha- we have all kinds of masks. We can help you out there. Love it. Wendy, I'm really excited about tonight's guest. Yes. We said we wouldn't say much, but I will say that she's got the coolest logo in HR as far as I'm concerned. I'm mm-hmm. so glad she's with us tonight. I'm going to let you make the introduction and we will get started. Yes. So, so excited to welcome Jay Palacki to the show. She is the founder of HR Geckos, an HR technology and management company. Having spent the last two decades in several leadership positions across industries, Jay has impacted how some of the most important HR functions are defined and executed. While she handles clients internationally across all HR Geckos markets, Jay lives, writes, grows tomatoes, solves crossword puzzles, and integrates work into life in the D.C. metro area in Maryland. Jay, welcome to the show tonight. Again, we are super excited to have you here. Our first question is, what is in your class? Thank you so much, John and Wendy. I am super thrilled to be here today with the two of you. And I made a special lemonade for Social Hour. I call it the Social Hour Lemonade with basil seeds and a fresh sprig of basil on it. Oh, I love it. There you go. Thanks. So, Jay, I think we need to get that recipe and make Uh that an official chat beverage at some point sooner than later. We're, we're always looking for, for those cocktails now that we were able to do that <laughs> earlier this year. That sounds perfect. I love it. Well, it's a mocktail, and I'm happy to share perfect. that. I love it. Jay, again, so happy that you're with us tonight. Know what you're doing now, but how exactly did you get your start in human resources? Thank you so much for asking that question, because it really got me thinking. And to borrow a term from botany, I had a very variegated start to my HR career, a very colorful start. So during grad school, I worked as a consultant for the beer giant Anheuser-Busch in St. Louis, Uh, did lots of work in the selection and assessment arena because of my IO psych background. And I also worked for Metro St. Louis, which at that time was called the Bi-State Development Agency. And we ran the Metro Rail Service, but also some fun attractions like the St. Louis Arch and the boat tours on the Mississippi. And two of the boats were named after one of my favorite books by Mark Twain, Becky Thatcher and Tom Sawyer. (laughs) So (laughs) that was one of my uh, most fulfilling, uh, I, I would say, start in HR. I got to learn a lot. And then I went on to work with the big Fortune 500 utilities, uh, giant Ameren UE, and also worked with St. Charles Community College there. So it was a very, like I said, variegated start. And the highlight of all of my experience was the connections I made, the people that I met along the way, and the experiences uh, that I gained through them, through their lens. Um, and I've continued to stay in touch with them all these years. So it's been an exciting 20 years so far. That is awesome. I love it. Absolutely love it. And now you're running HR Geckos, which obviously um, we love the name and we love your logo and we're waiting on the stickers. <laughs> I had to bring it up. This had to bring it up. The stickers. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about why you ended up going out on your own and obviously how you came up with the name. 
Well, HR geckos. I've always seen HR at the fulcrum of an organization's success strategy. And I believe that we need to be agile uh, in designing, understanding, and improving the employee experience for all our employees. In that belief and my belief in transforming how HR interacts with the workforce gave birth to HR Geckos. So HR Geckos, true to our name, transforms everyone's HR programs by leveraging technology uh, with and for their employees. I I like the metaphor. (laughs) I was like, I was trying to think of the word metaphor. I don't know why that word was not coming to my brain, but I just, (laughs) I, I, I love the metaphor of, HR geckos. I think that's a perfect, it fits who we are and what we have to do on a regular basis. Absolutely. We have to transform ourselves to transform our HR mm-hmm. organizations. And that's the crux no. of it. And the logo was actually designed by my five-year-old nephew at that time, three years ago. <laughs> Even better. Kudos to him. Even better. <laughs> So that's why that logo is so catchy with the, I guess, the younger uh, millennial generation. Uh, it has Godzilla in it. And it's got the dinosaur theme going. So you can't beat that, right? I've said it before and I say it again. It's my favorite logo in HR. I've, I've been <laughs> very you, open John. about that. I wish I had thought of it because I, I think it's great. As we talk about transformation, talk a little bit about, if you would, Jay, obviously we've all gone through some major transformations this year when it comes to COVID. But, you know, as a business owner, as an HR consultant, you know, what changes have you seen in respect to your work and with your clients when it comes to COVID? Well, let me start by saying 2020 was supposed to be my year. <laughs> and then... There's been this big slowdown and reset um, for me as a business owner, definitely at the beginning of the pandemic, pivoting and resetting my entire business strategy and my priorities for the business and my life um, has been huge. And in my clients, I definitely see the big shift to automation. So if if they were using paper-based processes or, you know, they were kind of semi-automated, they are now trying to shift to doing everything through digital. And at the center of this is our product, um, Shameless Plug, HR Solve, which is our first platform. And it's a virtual service center with workflows and a chat bot, our HR Gecko bot, which allows HR organizations to easily pivot in uh, serving their employee populations during this time. So we are seeing a lot of people interested in our work and a lot of interest in automating their processes. Jay, you have been very vocal about HR tech and bots, and you were just kind of talking about it a little bit. Um, so how did you come to embrace tech when so many of our HR peers really kind of seem to struggle with tech? I've worked with uh, technology for most part of my career, and I've always seen HR as the enabler and the driver of innovation in the workplace, especially now when everything around us is um, kind of getting automated and getting done at the click of a button. Why can't HR do the same when it comes to delivering on employee experience? You know, why can't we provide the same consumer grade experience to our employees? And that's what got me started on this entrepreneurial journey. And I really see this as a great opportunity for HR to do better in the workplace. You know, we have a lot of choices to make. And we have a variety of opportunities to make those choices 
be the best choices. I really see it as two things, either be the phoenix or the unicorn. You know, either we rise from the ashes anew and reinvent ourselves and innovate ourselves, or, you know, we begin afresh, boldly, with a whole new agenda and be the unicorns in our organization. And to me, that is really all HR is about today. Uh, with this whole, you know, pandemic, we've been the crux of the entire crisis management for the organization. And if we are not able to leverage tech and chatbots and embrace the tech, who else is going to do that for us in the organization? How do we ensure that we're not just going after the next shiny thing? One of the things that I've seen is, you know, we had this request at work, you know, let's look at AI. Well, great. Well, AI is gigantic. What, you know, where do we want to go? And suddenly we're just looking at chatbots. So trying to get us to think bigger about it and, and broadly. So how, how do we focus a little, how do we help other HR folks too focus a little bit and not just go after, ooh, that's shiny. Well, the very first thing is to make sure that your team has the skill set to manage any kind of HR transformation, digital transformation that you undertake. I would always suggest that you kind of gauge your team's um, interest in transforming your processes to go digital, as well as, you know, gauge their skill set to do that. And always begin with the foundational processes, things that are easily transferable to a digital platform. And definitely, I see chatbots as the foundational processes within the automation that we would like to undertake in HR. The transactional piece of HR can easily be handled by chatbots. And a lot of our processes are very transactional in nature, and we can really free up a lot of our employees' time to focus more on the strategic side of the business. You know, we've kind of fought our way to the table all these years and we are at the table. What are we doing at the table? Are we still pushing paper or are we going to be a part of the C-suite, part of the team and make the decisions for the business that affect the bottom line and also affect employees' lives in ways that, you know, we are seeing pan out right now during this pandemic. So it's a choice we need to make and definitely we need to make it now. Jay, I would never ask you to look into your crystal ball, but I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball. So we, as we, you know, look, we've, we've talked a lot about COVID with a lot of our guests and I appreciate your passion in tech. You know, I, obviously I see that conversation continue to go on. What do you see as we, you know, we're in getting into the fourth quarter of 2020. And as you start to look at 2021, what do you think's the next big thing that HR professionals are going to be focusing on or need to be focused on? Well, uh, I think um, it's a given that, you know, AI and analytics and automation is an opportunity and not a threat anymore because that's, you know, we've seen it through this uh, COVID crisis. I see the next big thing for HR as virtual reality training uh, is going to be in the virtual reality world. Uh, there are going to be lots of opportunities for HR to train employees through VR and, you know, definitely bring the consumer grade experience to every moment at work. We'll be working shoulder to shoulder and or should I say shoulder to algorithmic shoulder or robotic shoulder in this big reset for HR. And 
I definitely see that in the crystal ball. And, and I see that as um, a complete and wholesome employee experience that takes into account the entire individual and the well-being of the individual into consideration in using and leveraging technology to bring that to the fore. Well, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, HR Social Hour community. I wanted to say thank you uh, to each and every one of you who have connected with the Talent Magnet Institute over the last two months. It is a pleasure to be a part of this community. It has been such a rich opportunity for us to meet and connect with some incredible people. For those of you who we've not yet connected with, please reach out. Um, you can visit us at talentmagnetinstitute.com. You can scroll and subscribe to become an insider. You can also visit MikeSippleJR.com, which has some free downloadables for this community. And I would love to see if we could connect with the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of leaders who touch the HR Social Hour on a month-to-month basis. So please reach out to us. Please connect with us. Please establish a relationship with the Talent Magnet Institute. And thank you for leading well in each and every day as you serve the people that are around you and that you seek to be a leader worth following and a, and a leader who is investing in those that are in your organization and in your sphere of influence. And we are back. Jay, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the half hour question connection. First question, what career did you dream of having when you were a child? I struggled with this question for a little bit because uh, I'm not sure if the audience would know about this, but I'm going to say it anywhere. So as early as fourth grade, I wanted to be an officer, a civil servant in the Indian Administrative Services, which is a branch of the permanent civil service in, in India. And the officers uh, in that cadre bring about social change and bring about change in public administration and state machinery like no one else can. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what I wanted to be as a child. Growing up all the way, I actually even took the exam before I decided to come to the United States as a student. I, I don't know that too many Americans dream of civil service, but I, I like, I like what, when you explained what they do. I love that. We will have a handful of listeners that know what that is, that know what you're talking about before you explain it to us, for sure. <laughs> so, Jay, who's the one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Steve Brown, definitely. He's so genuine and insightful, and I learn from him in every interaction, whether it's a Twitter chat or, a, you know, a, one of those videos he puts up on his blog or even a blog post from him. I, I really think more people should be uh, tuning into him and his book and also learning from his blog and his posts on Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm a big fan. <laughs> and, you know, I connected with him uh, many, many years ago on Twitter when, when uh, you know, Twitter was first introduced at the Sherm conference. But I never kept up with Twitter for a long time uh, till recently. So I'm so glad that I'm back on Twitter and the HR community on Twitter is so vibrant. I'm just loving being a part of all the Twitter chats and, you know, engaging uh, very meaningfully with the community. I just love it. Awesome. We will have him send you a check. 
<laughs> I mean, we're fans of his. He's fans of ours. So we'll we'll have him send you something to, you know, give her a little kickback. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jay, a new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you tell them? I would borrow advice from the listening architecture um, theory. You know, I'd suggest you build a listening architecture around you why you network within the organization, where you work, and outside of the organization, uh, where your colleagues and peers interact. To me, growth definitely lies in listening more and definitely lies in engaging after listening. So it, I, I think that's where growth lies, and that's where I would ask them to focus. Jay, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? Well, uh, like I said, I've learned a lot from networking with the Twitter and LinkedIn HR communities. And I recently started highlighting and spotlighting HR professionals who are in my network uh, and are looking for opportunities through my Friday follow posts. So I, you know, shine the spotlight on them and, you know, highlight their profile in my posts. And that's a small way of me giving back to the community. And also I volunteer with the local Sherm chapter, which is the Howard County Human Resources Society and also the Chesapeake Human Resources Association here and NOAA Sherm, which is the Northern Virginia Sherm. So these are a couple of local chapters that I volunteer with and I love the camaraderie from the folks there too. It's It's been very um, full filling, I, I would say. And I'm very grateful. Awesome. What is your favorite movie? That question I struggled with. <laughs> I'm not a big movie buff, but the kid out in me uh, loves Home Alone. <laughs> all of them, <laughs> all, all, all three of them. Not, not three as much, but definitely one and two. And the adult in me, uh, like you know, whodunits and mysteries. And so it's uh, either got to be uh, one of the Sherlock Holmes uh, movies, or it's one of my favorite writers, uh, Robert Ludlum. So Born Identity, the whole series. How about your favorite musician or band? I used to love Brian Adams okay. as a teenager. <laughs> used to, okay. I think I still do in a way. Uh, but more recently, I was introduced uh, to some of the music here, uh, country music. I've, I've liked country music uh, as a grad student, and I'm trying to learn more about country music. And I'm not an Okie from Muskogee, but <laughs> I'm trying to learn more about it. So I, I love country music, too. So that's another genre I like. I don't have a favorite band in it yet, but I do like it. A lot. I, I know uh, Johnny Cash, I think I say his name right, was very big on it. So I used to, I listened to a lot of his music too. So that's my music. Classic country. Oh, I would, well, I don't know. Yep. I guess Johnny's country, has got a little rock in him too. Yeah. How about a favorite TV show? There is this old TV show from the 1970s um, that we still watch on uh, YouTube. It's called Mind Your Language. We watched this growing up in India. It's a British show. I really enjoy it. It speaks to so many things we do in HR. And, and it's a real comic, uh, you know, take on lots of things that we are dealing with even today in the workforce and in our society. So it's, it's a really great show. I, I really love it. And, and another show I really like is uh, 
the Big Bang Theory, <laughs> more in the present. <laughs> These are two shows that I really enjoy. Gonna have to look that one up. My mother-in-law loves old British comedies, so may have to oh. share that with her. Oh, she will love it. It's just <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I I don't think any of the actors are alive today. Oh wow! But I, I yeah, it's that old. <laughs> Jay, as I look at the list here, I guess my connection would be: Are you familiar with Dwight Yoakam? As a country musician, yeah. Dwight is a country singer. He is my cousin by marriage. Wow. So okay. if you, uh, yeah, check out Dwight. He's Bakersfield Sound, California okay. country. For You know, he was uh, Buck Owens. That's the kind of came out of that style. But he's from the backwoods of Kentucky and good wow. guy and, and very talented. My aunt married his father about a year before his record came out, his first record came out. And that, that's my claim to fame. For whatever that's worth. <laughs> well, do send me the link. I will. I will do that for sure. Yeah, love. To if you're it. if you're not watching Home Alone or Sherlock Holmes, if you're not listening to Country, <laughs> and you're not watching Mind Your Language or Big Bang, what else do you like to do outside of work? Well, I read a lot. Uh, I read a lot of books. If you walk into my office, there are books all over the floor right now, which is irking everyone off in my house. <laughs> uh, but I read a lot. I love to write. I've recently started writing a lot more than I used to, especially for the HR profession. I love gardening, working on my crosswords, and definitely painting and biking around in the neighborhood right now. But once, you know, this pandemic goes away and disappears... <laughs> I'd like to go back to the trails on my bike. But that's what I love to do. I, you know, more than anything, uh, reading and gardening and working on my crosswords. I, I do that a lot. It is Jay Palacki Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? <laughs> I love that you asked me. So here's a little uh, factoid. My name, uh, Jay, is the shortened version of Jayanti. Jayanti in Hindi, which is the national language of India, means a celebration or a birthday. I love it. <laughs> so if there was a Jay Pulaki day, I would envision that to be where everyone's flying kites and having fun. And there is huge competitive side to flying kites in India. It's called kite fighting. And there's a lot of kite running and kite cutting that goes on at full speed through the whole uh, festivities. And so I'd love that to be part of the celebrations during Jay Palaki Day. Uh, I love it. I think that would be fun. Jay, I think it's safe to say we've not had kite fighting come up no. in anybody's day yet, but I think that's that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds, that yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. So we'll garden, do some crosswords and, and kite fight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My mom has cool tips on how to cut someone's height. So. <laughs> That's awesome. There's a special way to do it and a special paste that you put on your string. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yep. I have a feeling, Wendy, that maybe that's a, this is going to be a conversation offline or maybe a little more because yeah. I don't know. Maybe next conference we all do, there's a kite fight, HR profile kite fight. With, with HR geckos, of course. Of course, yeah. I will watch. Absolutely. We're all for it. Jay, so appreciate you being with us tonight. It's funny. I feel like we've certainly gotten so much more engaged. You talked about getting back into Twitter and LinkedIn. Really feel like we're seeing you all the time out there now and taking part in everything and really appreciate you being with us. I know most of the listeners probably are connected with you already, but if they are not, 
and they want to get in touch now, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. I'm pretty much active. And I also have a Facebook page, so they can reach me through that page as well. What's the HR Gecko site? Uh, it's www.hrgeckos.com. We will have that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you? The best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. That's uh, daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Well, for the last time this month, yes. thanks again to Talent Magnet Institute, Mike Sippel, everyone at TMI for sponsoring this yep. episode this month, the chat, first chat of the month. We really do appreciate everything and all that you are to helping us out. But as for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, whatever you can to help us boost the signal. We appreciate <laughs> yes. International listeners, you know the deal. We're coming for you. Jay, again, appreciate you being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>